Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive with Daniel and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you, like stagnant water or brain swelling or mosquitoes and the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead, like celebrity house tours (laughs) or aging Mm. or eating it on stage. That makes you want to die. And we both know. Because we've done it a lot. A lot. Oh, my. I mostly did it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I like better than eating it on stage. What? Our theme song. Let's play it. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. I'm Christine. And we're in a giggly mood already today, which is good. Yeah. Um, I like to giggle. Yeah, you are a giggler from way back. <laughs> I've been Garen's I've been giggler. giggling ever since Cymbalta 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So um, as I was saying before we started, yeah. I went in yesterday to deal with my ears again because my ear has been plugged up again and then when i don't when there's just absolute silence that i'm reading yeah there's a whirring sound oh my god that's in my left ear like yeah yeah like when you put up a seashell to your ear yeah and i've never called it a seashell in my life when you put up a yeah shell yeah to your ear and you oh that's the ocean and it's just like your blood circulating that's what i've been hearing but you have it forever yeah it's on and off but okay I mean, it's really annoying when you're trying to read and you're like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, my gosh. So I went in to deal with that. But my doctor happens to be also a plastic surgeon. What? <laughs> I know. I guess that's just where he makes his money. I don't know. This is the low mumbler you're, guy. You're Ian. Isn't that an yeah. ENT? Yeah. Well, right. But he does with the face. He doesn't do like anything below the face in terms of plastic surgery. 
from what I understand. But okay. it's not like he's doing boob jobs or something. I'm very confused right now. I know. But I, look. All right. I'm I'm suspending my disbelief <laughs> for the sake of this story. So I was asking him how much it is for the different procedures. And then I was talking to him and he's and I said, well, is there anything you can do for like the hollows of your eyes? Because I have these. I go, they're not bags. They're just these. And he goes, no, they're bags. I go, great. Thanks. <laughs> Check. Okay. Good way to start the day. Um, and so he said, yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not to laugh. <laughs> because I never thought of them as bags. I thought of them as circles. But they, they were, there is, yes, there are, there's some bag baggage there. So he was explaining to me about the hills and the valleys. And we could attack, attack the hills or we could attack the valleys. And I decided to go for the, I didn't think I was going to do it right then. I thought I was just getting a price yeah. check on it. That's how they get you. But you know what? I was I was like, you know what? I'm here. This is a day yeah. where I don't have anything to do. And Treat yourself. My birthday's coming up. Yes. So I was like, this is a cliche that I'm getting this done before my birthday, but I don't care. So tell me what happened. Okay. So I got um, a filler under my eyes. Mm-hmm. And then they use the rest to do my labial, my facial labial folds, which is something I've done before, which is the like your lines laugh. Yeah. Around, around your, around ones, not yours, but around yeah, yeah, one's yeah. mouth. Right. And then I explained that I've had bad luck with <laughs> Botox in that my left eyebrow is higher than my right eyebrow. When I did it before, it's like it just makes it exaggerated and I look insane. Okay. And I have this world's smallest forehead. <laughs> so it's I'm like not a candidate. Um, Danielle loves herself. <laughs> no, these are things that have been said to me. It's, yes, not like no. it's, not, it's not like I made this up. So I, I said, what, could you just do the 11? Okay. So they did. Okay. And it's not completely, it'll be better in a couple of days. But, um, well, you don't, I don't see one from here. Oh, yeah. Okay. So maybe it's starting to work. But anyway, it's very subtle, but I see the difference under my eyes. It's very, very subtle, but I get it and I'm all in. Okay. And, um, yeah. So that was well, good. Good for you. Yeah. Doing what makes you happy. Yeah. And doing it while you were there. And you know what? You know what prompted me to do it? Those fucking zooms. You know what? I still think that a lot of, you know, we've talked about this with certain celebrities who we yeah. were like, hey, do you know who this is? And you were like, yeah. I don't know who that is. And I had right. to tell you who it was. Yeah. I think I'm not going to name drop. Yeah. Um, I think Zoom really did a number on a lot of us I over the pandemic. Really because, you know, even with I bought one of those. Um, it's not a ring light, but it's like a square light. Uh-huh. And I clamp it on my computer for right. Zooms. I turn another light on. I do everything I can. Oh, okay. And I'm still like. God, is this what I look like? Like, I think, I know. I think Zoom it's, is really... It's really bad. And I don't have the energy to do all that with the lights and stuff. So just put the... So I just do the get fillers. the needle. Yeah. They also told me that they could take belly fat and put it in my face. And I'm like, I'm you're, good. You're like, I don't have any. Well, no. I, there'd be I, enough to fill my eyes. I'm happy to spare something. Okay. So. <laughs> is that Does that apply to all of us? Of course. <laughs> I mean, I have enough of my own. That's... Listeners, I, I, if you need it. I can, I'm happy to. They didn't actually specify belly. They said from your body. It's also funny when the people who work there are like, the doctor is great. He did mine. And you're like, yeah, you look a little bit crazy. I mean, not, not the woman talking to me. She looked great, but like, you know, they all overdo it a little bit. That's how I felt when my dentist (laughs) was kept talking to me about his, about veneers, as you know. Yes. And then was like, I... You know, my he's like my veneers. And I was like, yeah, 
yours look a little big and and chiclet like i don't that's what i'm oh, worried no. about oh no so i get it it's like yeah you know you you gotta wonder but this was a case where the do- an actual md not like jill biden an actual md yes, yes. is using is doing it so you do feel a little bit better yeah and he knows how to do it subtly so and you know he also does ear stuff <laughs> Yeah, he also didn't fix my ears. Could he get it? He could he fix my ears so I don't hate every single sound of my husband's chewing next to oh, me? I saw an ad. You did? There's an ad on Facebook for methyl whatever that not methylcellulose whatever that thing is. <laughs> Maybe I have that. That thing where you can't stand people's chewing. Oh. Misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah. There's a thing about now. It, it might just be earplugs, but there, it is something you put in your ears that's supposed to. It's, it's directed for that purpose. I have to get them. Whatever it is. Last night, I said I said it as nicely as I could. Oh. And he was just eating pretzels with pub cheese. What's what? pub cheese? <gasps> what is pub cheese? Pub cheese? I don't know what that is. Do you know what pub cheese is? Is it melted, aged uh, British cheese? Well, it's, it's not just like squeeze cheese. Ew. Well, it comes in a container. Like, okay. a, like you know... The kind of the same container that say like hummus would come in. Okay, it's soft. Yeah, and you dip your pretzels in it, and it's so good. Where do you get such a thing? Trader Joe's. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. I love it. It and it literally is called pub cheese. It's called pub cheese. Okay, I go to Trader Joe's all the time. I'll have to look for it. Try some pub cheese, everyone. But see, I'm very with my pretzels. I just want mustard. That's okay. all I want. These aren't soft pretzels. These are crunchy pretzels. Oh, I see. Like a little snack, you know. So he was oh, having. That sounds a, good. Okay. He was having a little so snack. So it's a nightmare for you. After his, I'd already endured two popsicles. Oh, Chris. I know, and I, I, I just grinned, and bared it. Yeah. Um, and we were. I, he got the. He got it to share, but mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in the mood for snacking, and I think I get a little more um, intolerant when I'm close to my period. You know, oh, okay. Anyway, but the, the misophonia then is also ramped up. Oh, that's up. interesting. So I'm more like intolerant of. I'm, I'll be. I'll say to the kids, I can't. I cannot stand to hear the gum. Yeah. So we were watching Mission Impossible the other night, mm-hmm. the first one, and they mm-hmm. were both chewing gum. Mm. And I was like, if we're gonna keep watching this movie, I'm gonna need you both to spit out the gum. Good. So. I know I just got off track. So we're we're watching a show together. He's, you really laid down the law in your house. I really do. I'm a hard ass. He's eating the pub cheese with the pretzels. And there's this dramatic scene in the show, oh. you know, where it's like this British woman is like, oh, I told you, you must get this man out to my house. He's a killer. And all I can hear, it's really dramatic and people are crying. And all I can hear is this like chomp, chomp, dip, chop, chop, dip. Oh. And I said, I can't keep watching this dramatic show while you're eating the yeah. pretzels. I just, can you please take a break? Uh-huh. And And did he? Yeah, but I felt really bad. I felt like really guilty about asking him to do that. Jimmy just stares daggers at me. I mean, he (laughs) He does. I'm sure he inside was like, you bitch. No, no, no. I mean, when I'm chewing, Jimmy stares daggers at me. Oh, do you think he has misophonia? Oh, I know he does. We we would 100% have it for each other. Like, Uh, it's nails on chalkboard for each of us. But only for, <laughs> for for that person. Yes. I guess I have it for, I've had it for roommates. It's so marriageophonia. It's marriageophonia. I mean, <laughs> I think most people have it for their spouse. But I have it like to such an extent yeah. that I can have it for people in movie theaters too. Where I'm oh. hearing them open their wrappers and I'm just like, stop being so loud. You yeah. know, where yeah. I hate myself for it. But I know, it's awful. Well, okay. So before we get into this, I just have to share a, a fun little thing. 
that Please. I experienced yesterday, which was I was on the uh, internets and I came across, so um, Architectural Digest does this thing where they go, they have a famous person yeah. um, show you their house for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it a video? Yeah. Fun. So it's Michael Imperioli. <gasps> Did you see this, Karen? I, it, or did you see my tweet about it? Maybe it was something. Po- I saw something. <laughs> I think I saw a tweet where weird. it was his weird live like bookshelf. Okay. Yeah. All right. So first of all, <laughs> he's extremely serious. I love Michael Imperioli. I think he's a fantastic actor. Yes. I don't know anything about him personally. Well, I do now, but I didn't before this. He talks about how <laughs> he loves his house because New York is such a busy place. It's such a busy city. And it's nice to come and just have something relaxing. It's the busiest house you've ever seen. <laughs> His uh-huh. wife decorated it. And it's uh-huh. I'm not saying it's tacky. It's not tacky. It's okay. just not my style. It's okay. very ornate. Okay. It's Ooh. like like classical, you know, Greek and Italian statue like busts mm-hmm. and paintings and nothing there's no spare anything. Everything is covered. Ugh. It's very, very, very busy. So I it's funny that anyway. And, and so like relaxing. paintings and yeah, like it's bananas. Then there's one room where they teach. Um, so, he's, OK, he's extremely humorless through the whole thing. This is the room where we teach meditation on Sundays. Oh, boy. This is their They bo- teach meditation. Yeah, they teach meditation. So I'm like, OK, great. And then this is our Buddhist room. And it's because they're Buddhists. Wow. And it's it's just extremely busy. Like there's nothing calming to me about it at all. Then he shows then he's trying to he's showing the camera the books he reads. Mm-hmm. So he's going like this is a book I've had since I was, you know, I've had it for 30 years and this and then he try there are pictures, framed pictures covering parts of the bookshelf. No. I mean, uh, not there a picture, enough, a painting. There weren't enough walls. It's the weirdest thing, Chris. So hang pictures. So it's on? a painting, like yeah. a huge painting that's covering part of the bookshelf, Why? which you might not even notice, except for then he tries to get one of the books behind the <laughs> painting, and there's no magical press a button and the painting moves. You just gotta fucking fiddle with it and, and move reach it. In. Well, you just gotta like tilt it. Oh, <laughs> it's man. so funny. So okay, so like this is. That's the part I put on the internet because I couldn't believe it. And then Julia Duffy follows me, which is crazy. And she said, I have that too. And I was like, I mean, it looks pretty, but I'm like, I just don't understand. I never knew this was a thing. Maybe this is like a rich, famous Julia Duffy from Newhart? Yes. I love her. I love her too. Remember how good Newhart was? I loved Peter Scolari. I mean, come on. I loved that show. Anyway, so then he gets to the bedroom, which is the nicest room, except that I guess they didn't want closets. So there's a huge, like tasteful, but a huge curtain covering where the closet is. Like, Instead of doors? Yes. What are people doing? So it's so it's like, oh, it's this beautiful room. And then it's trading spaces. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand it. Yeah. But he takes it out to show a suit that he wore on. On um, on uh, <laughs> the Sopranos, and so that's kind of cool and everything. Yes. So then he says he shows that his TV is covered with a like, um, what is that called? Like a armoire? No, no, no. It's just a a, a, a screen, painting, a screen, oh. like a like a painted screen. Okay, like a pretty 
decorative screen thing. So I guess they have to take it out every time he watches it. So then he's talking about how his face. And then he goes, okay, well, my favorite TV show. Okay, understand the whole thing is serious. He hasn't smiled once. It's very dry. My favorite show is, um, yeah, it's American Dad. (laughs) <laughs> no. Hands down. No. I swear no. to fucking God. American Dad. <laughs> and I was like, what? what? I what? Do yourself a favor. Watch this Architectural Digest 10 minute thing. Okay. Eight, it's like eight minutes. It's, Are, I couldn't, first of all, I was like, what's American Dad? For a second, I was like, is that a Tim Allen show? I couldn't remember what. And then I was like, oh, the cartoon? And then I told Oliver and he was like, well, if. Like, why wouldn't he pick a, if he was going to pick a cartoon, why wouldn't he pick, like, Bob's Burgers or something that's actually funny? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch American Dad. Maybe it's funny. But it was just so random and so antithetical to everything that had preceded it. Yeah. And then the apartment. I thought it was just so bizarre. He's talking about, like, he has a bust of Dante. And he has, like. (laughs) He likes to do. His Buddhist meditation and then watch Watch very juvenile. It was so funny. (laughs) Anyway, do yourself a favor. Watch it. Okay. All right. Do we have more to talk about? I was just going to announce. Yes. Oh, oh, bury the lead. Big announcement. Big announcement. So for our listeners who have been wondering, I wish there was a way I could support How to Survive with Daniel and Christine. They're so great. What Um, can I do? What can I do? Well, we are launching a Patreon. Do, do, do. And you're like, what's a Patreon? I don't know. It. If you do know, you might already know because you might already support other shows yeah. through Patreon. Um, and then you already know. Yeah. Just go to Patreon.com and we're there and you can sign up. It's a way for you guys to monetarily support us um, and get stuff back in return. Get exactly. some goodies back. Exactly. And there's different levels. Yes, there are three different levels. And guess what? You're not going to lose anything if you don't support us. So don't right. worry. We're not taking anything away right. from you. So whatever you're, if you're like, I, I wish I could, but I really feel like I can't right now. That's okay. Which we completely understand. We get it. But so you know, the, the lowest level is $3 a month. Yes. So if you can do that, yeah. that'd be great. We'd love it. We'd love the help. And it just allows us to keep producing the show. And, um, you know, yeah. keep bringing you content and then some levels are you're going to get some extra content because I don't know if yep. some of you did a survey and we asked what you were interested in. And, and we're not doing nudes. But yeah. other than that, Garen oh. might send. Well, wait, Garen. Oh, wait, Garen. I'm, I thought that's what we, that was like the twenty dollars. Only, yes. Garen. We, <laughs> only Garen. We haven't launched the twenty dollars level, but when we do, <laughs> only Garen level. Um, there are some options there that Garen is. Uh, we're in negotiations, but um, <laughs> with Garen, with Garen, <laughs> uh, to see what he's willing to do um, at that level. So that's not on the Patreon yet, but I think it's coming. Look forward to it. So it's um, so you just go to Patreon.com and. Uh, and you f- search for How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Exactly. And guess what? We're going to make it really easy for you to find. It's going to be in our newsletter. It's going to be on our Instagram. It's going to be on our Facebook. Yes. I mean, we're going to basically make it hard for you to ignore. Yes. <laughs> we're in your face. <laughs> we're going to be, It's yeah, it's going to be, you know, on the app. It's going to be wherever you listen, you're probably going to see a link where you can click on it. So yeah. if you're interested, and if you don't find it, you can always email us. Yes. Ask us. Podcast How do I get to this? At gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's going to have a lot of great fun stuff and extra stuff. And so 
I hope you'll enjoy it. All right. Are you ready to bang it out? I want to bang. You ready to learn today? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the $50 level. (laughs) By the way, no one is asking for nudes. But now that I've had my eyes done, I'm sure that will all change. Oh, well, I just don't forward those emails because I don't want to upset you. Oh, no, it'll make me feel good. Okay. Okay. What's the most dangerous creature on Earth? Men. Okay, then. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not in my business. Okay, sorry. What, what's that from? Uh, that's a... Um, Is that Salt and Pepper, Pepper song? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I referenced them in our newsletter, too. Did, wait. Did I, I not say that? No, maybe in Twitter. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry okay. I sniffled into the microphone. I apologize. What's the most dangerous creature on Earth? Without question, the answer is... The mosquito. Oh, those dastardly... I know. Mosquitoes and the diseases they spread have been responsible for killing more people than all the wars in history. Whoa, so even worse than Nazis. They're they're the Nazis of the insect world. Man. Even today, actually you'll find out later they are because they don't treat everyone the same. Even today, mosquitoes transmitting malaria kill 2 million to 3 million people and infect another 200 million over... Or, or more every year. Two to three million a year? Yes. That's terrible. Tens of millions more are killed and debilitated by a host of other mosquito-borne diseases, including filaria, fila, filariasis, yellow fever, dengue, and encephalitis, which is the swelling of the brain. But for millions of Americans, malaria is something other people get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. The fact is that nearly half of the world's population is at risk for malaria. Residents of the United States are not immune. Malaria has occurred in the United States and does on rare occasions, and still does on rare occasions. Mosquitoes capable of carrying and transmitting malaria still inhabit most parts of this country, and an influx of malaria-infected persons have produced localized malaria transmission in some areas of the United States. Today, however, the threat of the developing encephalitis from mosquitoes is far greater than the threat of malaria in the United States. Really? Yeah. So we have a bigger threat in this country of our brain swelling from mosquitoes. Yes, rather than malaria. That's kind of scary. Encephalitis, meningitis, and other diseases can develop from bites of mosquitoes infected with certain viruses. Female mosquitoes are the only ones who bite, can be particular about whose blood they consume which each species having its own preferences. Hmm. Most mosquitoes attack birds and mammals, though some feed on the blood of reptiles and amphibians. Uh, only female mosquitoes bite because a bloody a blood meal is usually required for egg laying. Blood meal. Blood meal. Ugh. Oh, man. Various, that'll be the next thing, though. After bone broth. Oh, right. Blood meal. Yes. You you carnivores are getting grosser and grosser. Blood meal is so good for your skin. (laughs) Various. That's what they injected into my blood meal. Eyes. Blood meal. Various clues enable mosquitoes to zero in on people and other animals they seek to bite. They can detect carbon dioxide exhaled by their hosts many feet away. Mosquitoes also sense body chemicals such as the lactic acid in perspiration. Some people are more attractive to mosquitoes than others. A person sleeping in a mosquito-infested room may wake up with dozens of mosquito bites while the person sleeping next to them has none. I'm the one with the dozens. How are about you? you? I, I don't think I'm ever really in areas with a lot of mosquitoes. <sighs> but like if you can't... Oh, you don't camp. Um, I mean, I have camped twice and I didn't get bitten. So but I don't know if it was the right 
time of year or whatever. But over your life? Well, I guess, I mean, you, you know what? California didn't used yeah, to have mosquitoes. That's really, right. So you don't know growing up. Yeah. Um, Garen, what about you, Michigander? Oh, they eat me alive. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. Oh. <laughs> we had the a mosquito beam. just closed the door. <laughs> Wanted. That was a scary creak. <laughs> what was that? That was okay. Was <laughs> it's okay, right? <laughs> didn't even know he was here. We have a connecting room to an office. And, um, anyway, so when some okay. people claim that they, oh, mosquitoes love me, yes. they, it's true. Some people yes. are more, okay. Similarly, people react differently to mosquito bites, some showing very little sign of being bitten, while others exhibit substantial redness, swelling, and itching. This is an allergic reaction to the mosquito saliva. As a mosquito flies closer to its target, it looks for the movement of dark objects. Once it finds you, it lands, inserts its proboscis, 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 and probes for blood vessels beneath the skin. When it finds one, it injects saliva into the wound. The saliva contains an anticoagulant that ensures a steady, smooth flow of blood. Unfortunately, the mosquito saliva also may contain pathogens such as malaria parasites or encephalitis virus. Oh, this is horrifying. I know. Okay, there are different kinds of mosquitoes. Coolex um, mosquitoes. The West Nile virus is transmitted predominantly by Coolex mosquitoes. Coolex are medium-sized, it sounds like culottes. Well, they sound kind of like rappers. Coolex. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. The Coolex mosquitoes yeah. in town. Do you ba- tickets? Baby Coolex. Baby Coolex, Yeah. Coolex are medium-sized mosquitoes that are brown with whitish markings on the abdomen. These include the house mosquitoes that develop in urban areas and the western encephalitis mosquito, more commonly found in rural areas. They typically bite at dusk and after dark. By day, they rest in and around structures and vegetation. Coolex lay rafts of eggs on still water in a variety of natural and man-made containers, including tree holes, ditches, sewage and septic system water, catch basins, um, which are storm drains, non-chlorinated swimming and wading pools, decorative ponds, bird baths, flower pots, buckets, clogged gutters, abandoned tires, and water-retaining junk and debris of all sorts. Dump that water out. Yes. They cannot develop in running water and water that is present less than a week. Therefore, every effort should be made to prevent water from accumulating in in containers or at least empty water out of them on a weekly basis. Okay, Aedes mosquitoes. The Aedes group of mosquitoes include many nuisance mosquitoes as well as species that transmit disease to humans. Did you say nuisance mosquitoes? Yeah, I think nuisance mosquitoes, I'm assuming, just means ones that are like, don't, that, you know, cause itching and swelling, but not any disease, aren't passing disease to you. Got it. I'm assuming. The primary vector, which is the carrier of the lacrosse Encephalitis is the tree hole mosquito. Lacrosse? Yes. It only attacks rich white children <laughs> in private school. Okay, well, we're safe then. Just it don't is, put our kids in private school. Done. It is a dark mosquito with silvery white spots on the sides of its thorax and abdomen. Pretty. I know. It's so pretty. Till it kill. Ooh, I'm sorry. That's okay. My phone beeped. It was not an emergency. Mosquito-borne encephalitis diseases. The cycles of mosquito-borne viral encephalitis and meningitis diseases are similar. Most involve various bird species that are said to be reservoirs. Once infected by a mosquito bite, the reservoir species are usually not seriously affected. They will, at least for a time, produce enough virus in their bodies to infect mosquitoes. 
So it sounds like the birds giving the yes mosquito yeah, exactly the encephalitis virus yes. Um, in this manner, mosquitoes pick up the virus and may become vectors or organisms that transmit the disease to other animals, such as birds, horses, or humans. Horses and humans are generally thought of as dead end hosts oh. because they do not produce enough virus to infect mosquitoes. See, and it's like a back and forth. We die, and because we die, thus dead end hosts are not involved in the spread of disease. West Nile disease. Mm-hmm. In 2002, Illinois led the nation in West Nile disease cases with 884 and 67 deaths. Oh, boy. Like all encephalitis-producing viruses, West Nile virus survives in birds and or mammals, using them as reservoirs. Most birds and mammals survive infection, while the mosquitoes that bite them can ingest the virus and infect other animals they bite, including humans. The virus can affect some birds and mammals, such as crows, blue jays, squirrels, horses, and humans, more seriously than others, producing severe illness and death. However, about 80% of humans develop no symptoms after being infected with the virus, developing at least a temporary immunity. Hmm. Persons older than 50 years of age and those with compromised immune systems are much more likely to develop West Nile virus. Did you virus. say persons older than 50? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like these numbers. I know. Um, are much more likely to develop West Nile fever, a flu-like disease that may last for weeks, or life-threatening nervous system complications such as meningitis or encephalitis. Meningitis. What's that all about? Meningitis? Yeah. Um, I think it's something with the nerves. Karen will look it up because I don't actually... I mean, I don't think I want to get it. You don't, but I don't... What's the other thing? Encephalitis? Encephalitis. My brain swells. Your brain swells. Will I die? Yeah. It possibly. But I mean, it could just last for weeks. A swollen brain for weeks. Well, sounds like it doesn't. Life-threatening nervous system. I'm not sure, actually. I mean, it's. I think they can drain you. That, but even then, like once you've had it, it doesn't sound like you're just like. I don't know. Maybe you have like loose brain skin. And you can your doctor fix that? Yes, and then you go to my doctor who mumbles his way through an explanation of how. And I try to minimize it, and he's like, "No, it's loose." (laughs) It's real loose. No, it is a loose brain. That brain is shockingly loose. California encephalitis. (laughs) This group of encephalitis virus is unique in several ways. It usually produces relatively mild illness in humans. Oh, I like that. And mammals, rather than birds, act as the reservoirs for the virus. So we're the reservoir. Yes. That means... Well, mammals. uh, Maybe not humans, but other mammals. But it's mild for us. Well, let's listen. Let's see. The most common California encephalitis virus is the mid... In the Midwest... What? Is... Lacrosse. The lacrosse virus is unique in that it primarily affects children. I told you, rich in the children. Middle, so it's in the Midwest. But it's called California. I don't know. For kids who play lacrosse. Right. Okay, so we don't have to worry about it. Yes. And because the virus can pass from a female mosquito to her offspring, mm-hmm. mosquitoes can become infected without having to feed on an infected host. Boy, oh boy. Death from lacrosse encephalitis is rare, but affected children may suffer from seizures and other no. nervous system complications that can persist for years. The disease is carried by the tree hole mosquito. It bites humans after feeding on squirrels and chipmunks. Uh, so those are the mammals. I, guess, I knew squirrels would be involved. I know. They're so full of, they're so cute, but then they're so full of disease. Just like Garen over here. A Garden squirrel. Mm-hmm. Bacteria haven. <laughs> <laughs> Lacrosse encephalitis is associated with wooded areas inhabited by these rodents. 
Because the treehole mosquito develops in natural cavities and in artificial containers, and because adults do not fly far from their larval development sites, there is increased potential for lacrosse encephalitis where tires mm-hmm. and other debris accumulate near wooded areas. Stop leaving your old tires laying around, Who people. Knew tires were so deadly. Well, they are in cars and they are yes. for mosquitoes. Yes. Okay. Preventing mosquito bites. Yes, this is what I need to know. One strategy to prevent mosquito bites is avoidance. But even if one were to remain indoors throughout the mosquito season, they might still encounter mosquitoes. Yeah, they get in our house. Yeah. Mosquitoes, such as the house mosquito, are adept at getting into structures to feed on the inhabitants and also to use crawl spaces, basements, and cellars as quiet spots in which to shelter themselves for the winter. And that's where they write their manifestos. <laughs> they just need some quiet to think. Uh, I would stop the voices in their heads. I need a I need a quiet crawl space <laughs> without twins. It is important to keep structures in good repair, maintaining the integrity of window and door screens and weather stripping and screening or sealing all gaps through which mosquitoes might enter, such as spaces around utility lines, vents, foundation cracks, and gaps around windows and doors. Repellents are the first line of defense against mosquito bites. Many products provide some degree of protection Mm -hmm. against mosquito bites. However, certain active ingredients provide better protection. For many years, DEET has been the standard by which products are measured. When applied according to label direction, products containing 20% to 30% DEET provide protection against mosquitoes that last several hours. So I guess reapply. Yeah. Products containing much higher percentages of DEET are available, but generally do not provide significantly longer protection. Okay. So you don't have to get the like 50 to 80% yeah. DEET and probably right. shouldn't since I think there's some there's, bad yeah. stuff in DEET. Right. Recently, products containing other active ingredients. In, oh, sorry. Recently, products containing another active ingredient, picaridin, have been shown to provide a similar degree of protection and without the familiar odor, odor and stickiness of DEET products. Mm hmm. A third ingredient, lemon oil of eucalyptus, is a plant-derived compound that also is capable of providing protection, though not as long-lasting as that provided by products containing DEET or picaridin. I have gotten this before. You've gotten the The lemon lemon oil oil of of eucalyptus. Uh You have to get exactly that. Like, there's other ones that are called, like, lemon, like, they're worded similarly. Lemony oil. Yeah. Lemon-flavored oil. Yes. They try to trick you. Yes. The man. Right. But... I think it. I think it works okay. Uh huh. But I do think like there's really nothing that works as well as DEET. Deet, yeah. And so you're trying to be less chemically. You're but. trying to be less chemically, and and I think that's great. But it's also like if it's between encephalitis or. I mean, with sorry, but with your kids' deet. history, no DEET. I, I mean, you know they're gonna. Benjamin should bathe in DEET. Yeah, he should just wear it twenty four seven. DEET clothes, a DEET hat. <laughs> Whatever repellent you choose, be sure to read the label instructions before applying um, to yourself or to children. Products containing lemon oil of eucalyptus should not be applied to younger children. Oh. It doesn't explain what younger children is. I'm guessing, my guess is under five, but Probably. I don't know. We can, we can look that up. Okay. Managing mosquitoes. Historically, the most effective mosquito control has been larviciding. Mm, not yelling at them? No. No. <laughs> And not surrounding them with a SWAT team either, which is the application of pesticides formulated to kill mosquito larvae before they become biting adults. These larvicides can be purchased at a discount at hardware stores and lawn and garden centers for private individuals to use on their property. 
They can be used effectively where it is undesirable or impractical to empty the water in containers, such as water in decorative pools or horse watering tanks. Okay, here's what doesn't work. Yeah. Advertisers make many claims about mosquito control products. Those listed have been proven effective when used correctly, the ones we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Some that provide little or no relief for mosquitoes include Purple Martins. Any guess what a Purple Martin is? I had to look it up. Uh, I'm gonna. Shoe? I'm gonna guess it's a kind of bird. It is a kind of bird. Yes. What did you guess? Oh, a shoe a like shoe. Doc Martin. Oh, Purple <laughs> I'm Martin. gonna kill you in bird trivia. Night. Oh, I, I'm lost. I like we're gonna these. play that at the bar the other night. The other yeah. night. The other oh, we night. We already did it. What? I don't remember. <laughs> and bats, insect electrocuting devices, ultrasonic and electric device electronic devices so-called mosquito plants oh we have those plug-ins for inside the house yeah no they're saying it doesn't work they're a joke and nutritional supplements or vitamins they're a joke they don't work oh you can't give mosquitoes vitamins i guess are you supposed to take the vitamins (laughs) (laughs) it's really hard to get them to swallow vitamins just give them a multi and then they only have to do it once then they don't have the taste for blood yeah (laughs) i don't know it's so weird i don't know what that means okay I just wanted to say this because it's a little bit of positive news. I want you to say it. Since 2001, Global Health Action has cut the number of malaria deaths in half, saving almost 7 million lives. I love that. CDC co-implements the President's Malaria Initiative in 24 countries and leads Malaria Zero efforts to eliminate malaria from Haiti and efforts to eliminate lymphatic filariasis from Haiti and American Samoa. Here's the story. Are you ready for a story? I am ready. Okay. So don't ask me the details because I'm reading it as if I'm reading it from an article. So the details will come. Oh, so... You go from general... Well, that's not true. So are you letting me know I should not interrupt you and ask questions? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, don't go, what? Who are we talking about? Because you'll find out in a second. That sounds just like me. The virus rode inside the salivary glands of the mosquito as the insect flew crosswind over northeast Los Angeles in search of a blood meal. That's right here. Yeah. It was looking for a bird, a finch, sparrow, or robin, the preferred targets, and it found... Missy Morris. Who's that? (laughs) A bird. Oh. It's not. It's a person. Receptors on its antenna quivered at the hint of carbon dioxide, alcohols, and fatty acids wafting off her skin and the warmth of her body. The mosquito turned upwind a course correction that would change Morris's life. Whoa. During summer, she and her husband, Andy May, often ate dinner or took their morning coffees into the backyard of their Los Feliz home. That sounds so nice. I know. And they visited Barnsdale Park, which was a place I went when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. For outdoor movies. And at night, they slept in an upstairs bedroom with open windows and missing screens. Oh, not advised. It's like I was swimming with sharks. Yes. Morris would later say. Some mosquitoes nearly stand on their heads when they bite, but when... Kulex landed on Morris. It assumed a more parallel posture, pushing its long probesis into her skin. Four needles cut and retracted the flesh. A fifth lubricated the site with saliva, both anesthesia and anticoagulant. This is such a violent sounding attack. I know. A sixth needle shivered and probed through a thin layer of fat to the network of venules and arterioles, each slightly larger than capillaries, that lie deeper in the epidermis. Once full, mm-hmm. ingesting more than twice its body weight, wow. it withdrew and took flight. 
Morris, 55, did not know she'd been bitten, but her body did. Mm-hmm. A small red welt rose on her skin on uh, an everyday allergic reaction to the foreign proteins in the bug's saliva. Makes sense. Once under Morris's skin, the virus began replicating. Smaller than bacteria, West Nile looks like a soccer ball with spikes. Its outer shell is a protein that allows it to slip inside a cell where it sheds its membrane and couples with the host's RNA, forming a new soccer ball that break um, new soccer balls that break out and begin their own replication process. The epidermis provides temporary shelter where the virus can lie undetected by the body's defenses. White blood cells coast by without noticing anything amiss. The, this incubation period ends when the virus overpopulates this infection site and floods into the lymphatic system. Hmm. One Friday night, Morris came home feeling tired and achy. Her temperature, 103. The flu, she thought, the occupational hazard of anyone who works with children. Within 24 hours, she was vomiting and had diarrhea, and a scrim had fallen between her and the world, as she later recalled. May drove her to an urgent care facility in Pasadena. An intravenous solution of potassium and sodium cleared her head, but later, sorry, but later while walking back to her house, she froze. She wasn't able to lift her legs. The neural impulse from the spiral cord failing to move the muscles. With her husband at her side, she shuffled into the downstairs den where she slept that night. Viruses favor specific cells. Influenza likes the lungs and pulmonary system, hepatitis, the liver, and mumps, the par parotid glands in the jaw. West Nile has a predilection for the nervous system. As the millions of soccer balls swept through Morris's organs, they brushed against the meninges, the linings that protect the brain and spinal cord. The cells here are among the most dense, a design intended to unblock invaders, but West Nile can break through this barrier by infiltrating the cells in the lining or hitching a ride on a blood cell. Researchers wish they knew more. Inside Morris's spinal fluid, the virus continued to replicate, destroying neurons as it burst out of the cells it entered. Her body began to mount a counterattack as dangerous as the assault. The spleen, the immune system's command center, began flooding her body with white corpuscles, lymphocytes. One class, B cells, prepare a long-term defense producing antibodies that can swarm the virus and prevent it from commandeering the other cells, a process that takes up to 10 days. T cells take more immediate action, swarming the sites of infection. Morris's blood vessels dilated. Her organs grew inflamed as plasma flowed in, flowed to the infection and blood proteins enveloped the virus. The increase of fluids inside her skull raised the pressure upon her brain so that even healthy cells went haywire. Oh, boy. Morris was paralyzed. Oh, no. May wanted to take her back to urgent care, but yeah. she insisted that he take her lesson plan to school. No, no, come on. Those kids aren't that important. <laughs> when he returned, he called for a medical transport company. By Monday afternoon, she was disoriented, unable to answer the most basic questions. Uh, she was admitted to the third floor stroke center at Huntington Hospital. She drifted in and out of consciousness. For almost a week, there was nothing conclusive. Finally, tests confirmed that she had West Nile. Um, so there's a test. Yes. Okay. That's good. Because I was yeah. like, how it seems like one of those things that you could go into the hospital and they would just be like, I don't know. Did she right. get bitten by a tick? Did you guys swim in a lake? Is it a right. brain eating a me? But like, it right. seems like it'd be hard to figure out what it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they had to wait several days. So her husband wrote this. She cannot walk and barely talks. So there's no cure for the disease. She must regain her strength and spend weeks, maybe months in rehab. It has been scary. The world has changed in a profound way. 
Morris's body was clearing the infection. T cells had become killer T cells. B cells were producing antibodies. Now that now she had to cope with the aftermath: inflammation of the brain, spinal cord and, menin, uh, and meninges, acute flaccid paralysis, neuropathy, and tremors. May transferred her into a skilled nursing facility. As he pushed through the corridors, he sensed her fear and vulnerability. Lying in bed, battling the encephalitis, she drifted in and out of consciousness, unaware of what had happened. She saw people who weren't there. By early December, she returned home. May had watched a YouTube video for building a wheelchair ramp, and in two hours, a sheet of plywood reinforced by two by two by fours covered the two 15-inch steps from the backyard into the kitchen. I like her husband. I know. He seems very sweet. He moved a hospital bed into the downstairs den and put a twin beside it for him. Determined to return to the classroom, Morris reached out for support on Facebook. By the end of February, she was able to get to the bathroom by herself, no longer dependent on a bedpan. She cooked a meal almost without help, and she thought about suffering, even if it made her sad. In August, Morris greeted 26 kindergartners from the perspective of her wheelchair. A new year had begun. What's happened to me has pulled me into reality. She says, I'm now part of humanity. Wow. That got me. Very moving. <laughs> very sweet. And, and I mean, it tells you exactly how it happened. Ugh, it just. Yes. No, it dark. answered kind of a lot of my questions I'd had. That's insane. I know. I'm it's glad banana times. I got to talk to the mosquito to find out what exactly the was. <laughs> first, I, first, I took four of my legs and probed yeah. them like needles into her body. It's amazing they did get that interview with I the mosquito. Know. Yeah, usually they don't talk. No. Like, well, you, really you'd think time. he'd be mum because like he doesn't want to. He's guilty. himself, you know, but well, you know, it's like, it's like maybe they'd caught him and he was facing death row and he's like Ted Bundy at the final hour. He was just like, all right, fine. Right. I did it. And uh, here's what I did. They had the teeniest, tiniest handcuffs for that mosquito. Oh my gosh. They were adorable. Yeah. So cute. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was a great story, by the way. Um, it really further um, reinforced that I need to buy some good new mosquito repellent. Yes. And get ready because spring is sprung. Spring is sprung. Basically. Almost. Almost. It's time. Is to, that when they come out? Spring? I don't know. I think so. It seems yeah. like it seems like now they're just always. And then for a couple months in winter, we don't have them. But we have. have, you, have you ever been bitten in the house or anyone in your. Oh, all the time. In the house. Oh, boy. Constantly. But we also have uh, bad screens that are ripped oh. and we need to replace them and oh, repair yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we also have dogs that go in and out and dogs that, doors that are left open. So. We're okay. we're asking to get West Your Nile swim virus. swim with sharks, is, as yeah. she would say. So, but this is a good reminder that we need to um, yeah. ramp up. And if, and if you're going outside, for sure, put on some uh, uh, repellent, s- repellent or s- lemon uh, oil of lemon eucalyptus. eucalyptus. Yeah. yeah, we'll put good links for all of the good recommended yes. stuff in our newsletter, and um, so you'll have that information. Yeah, and we will be right back. Can't wait. With our guest. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's home equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle. Christine. How was your break? It was uh, full of letting out my pee. Oh my gosh, that sounds 
so much more illuminating than we all needed. Yeah. Um, why don't you introduce our very esteemed well, guest? We have a very special guest. We are so excited. Um, in the first half of the show, we talked about what it's how to survive uh, getting bitten by a mosquito. Now we're going to talk about how to survive biting in on stage with, well, the one and only Patton Oswalt. How are you, Patton? Very good. How are you? Good. I mean, normally I would introduce you as, you know, one of the best comics around. He's on all <laughs> your favorite shows. AP Bio was a huge hit in our house. Love it. But now Thank I feel you. like I need to introduce you as Jeopardy, Celebrity Jeopardy finalist. Oh, Patton Oswalt. yeah, that's right. I made it to the final. Oh, my God. It was so, so exciting. We're loving watching it. it in we our were house. on the edge of our seat. I got in. Yeah, I, I basically ran across a log bridge that was falling apart behind me. I, I somehow know, it, made it. It was unbelievable. When when the when the category was it was novels, right? Yeah. I was like, Patton's got this. There's no way he's not going <laughs> to oh, know. You were nailing it. That yeah. they put on. I just I was like, he's got it. He's got it. It was so exciting. And the three of you guys were so like fun, but not like performing wacky shit for the, right. you know what I mean? Some of the episodes have been a little tiresome, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There were a couple where it's like, I think people forget that Jeopardy is a game that moves quickly. Yes. And people that watch the show, yeah, they're excited to see a celebrity, whatever, for a couple seconds and then like, hey, play Jeopardy, dude. Yes, I get watch to Jeopardy. the fucking game. Yes, and there were some people that were trying to add yeah. Little frills and stuff. And you're like, no one wants to see this. No, no, no. I not agree more. But the three of you. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just Brandon, Brendan or Brandon Hunt. Brendan Hunt. Brendan Hunt. Coach and Beard from uh, Ted Lasso. Yes. And co-creator of Ted Lasso and Michael Sarah. Yes. And the three of you oh. were so well matched. And it was such a delight to watch. Uh, it was so satisfying. Yeah. Perfect and, episode. Oh, it's like, I know they him. Were, uh, those and, guys are smart. Yes. Yeah. 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 Couple, anyway, few smarties. Yes, and your brother was very fun, lightly roasting you on Twitter about the whole thing. <laughs> it was adorable. He's Pat, the best. Patton's brother Matt Oswald is also a comedian and writer, and he's hysterical. Um, okay, so we know you as you know an incredibly successful comic who is beloved, but you apparently have had episodes where <laughs> did it go so smoothly? Yeah, um, I mean, eating it on stage, let me talk about it really quickly in the macro, and then I'll give you a very specific example. Okay. Um, the thing that, about eating it on stage is that you, that's something that is just a rite of passage for every comedian. Every comedian, you're going to, no matter how big you get, no matter how amazing you get, there will be times when it just doesn't click. And what sucks now is that because everything is being recorded and documented and tweeted about and filmed and put on YouTube, I think a lot of people think of eating it as it's a defining moment mm. rather than it's just a shoulder shrug rite of passage. When I was coming up, one of the advantages I had was that it was before YouTube, before the internet, before cell phones. So you were allowed your years in the wilderness to figure out who you were without anyone chronicling it. So yeah. I have I've I have eating it stories that are just <laughs> astounding where, where <laughs> by today's standards you're like well and that's the end of your career right, or right, that right. would define you forever that they, they would make a meme out of it or something <laughs> I, I, I just wish that there was less chronicling of yeah. young comedians coming up it's so that you yeah yeah 
it's really hard when you eat it um you what the best thing that happens when you eat it is when you wake up the next morning and go oh the world didn't end oh i can still do comedy oh, okay like you get past the fear of eating it right that's, right they, that's, so that's the macro yes um th- th- when i'm talking about eating it um as, as far as a oh god i have so many i'm gonna pick a very <laughs> specific one i'm gonna here's the one i'm picking because i could have picked there's a very um bad one that i talk about from near the beginning of my career okay uh, but again that's the beginning of my career when i'm not i'm still figuring out who i am you started um, in san francisco started in virginia oh okay that's where you're from right in the late 80s yeah in washington dc oh okay so i was doing a lot of one-nighters all over the state mm. you know that kind of thing. Did you start in L.A.? Yes, and ended. <laughs> it didn't go very far. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, well, you know, same. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's an L.A. story. This happened about 10 years ago. Okay. 10 years ago. So I was already established on sitcoms and films. Um, yeah. You know, people knew who I was. It was, oh, Patton Oswalt's going up. Um, and before I went up, um, another comedian who I shall not name because he's not a bad person. He just was really he's really, really good at working the crowd and being just just completely. This is at the improv on a weeknight. And for some reason, he went up and did a set and he just did all of his hits. Mm. Like I was there like I just had a, a sheet of paper full of all new stuff. I'm not making any excuses for this. Right. <laughs> You're but setting he just the went scene. Up, Exactly. And he was just in the mood to do his hits and the hits landed like atomic bombs. It was just boom, 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 boom. And then he left and then I went up and I went up to like, oh, this is guy from T. Yo, we right. love this guy. Yeah. Great. What a great night. And that, but I was just trying all of my new stuff, yeah. a lot of which was just not working. And I stupidly leaned in and committed to it i committed to i'm gonna do this new stuff because because god damn it it's a workout night i'm not being paid it's a workout night right and oh god like 10 minutes into my set this is every comedian's worst nightmare 10 minutes into my set the the guy who went on before me went into the lobby of the improv and like hung out at the bar like got a drink right and somebody from the audience had gone out there for some reason and came back and like said not loudly, but so that I could hear it. He, let's hear like the guy that was just on is hanging out at the bar. Let's go oh. say hi to him. And that table got up. And then the other table kind of overheard that and they got up. Oh, and oh my so there God. was this mini exodus to go. <laughs> they would rather go just hang out with the guy that had just gone up than watch me. So it was this. Oh my God. Yeah. I've never again, heard of that. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I've, I've, it's a lot of times when you're in these rooms and a huge celebrity comes in. Oh, this guy was big set, too? Yeah, he was pretty big. Oh, um, okay, okay. They will, if there's a lot of tourists in the room, they will run out to the lobby to try oh. to get a picture or something. So, but I had that thing of like, Hey, wouldn't you rather go just look at the guy that was on rather than listen to this guy? And, so, and then watching tables get up. And, and what was even more brutal was they weren't even giving me the courtesy of getting up angrily like, fuck you, you suck. It was that calm like, oh, let's go do something else. Like, I, I'm just a thing that's happening and there are other options for their entertainment. Oh, so you're, oh, just, my Lord. you're just hearing like chairs being politely pulled out. And, mm-hmm. oh. and, and no... No embarrassment about just standing up in front of me, getting up, going out, oh, no. going to oh, talk to the God. guy. So did you acknowledge yeah. it on stage? 
Yeah, I tried to acknowledge it, but it was, um, I, I could acknowledge it, but I didn't really have any, I wasn't going to go back to my killer material. I kind of right. had to go back to like dealing with, um, you know, the stuff that I was working on and it, and none of it was clicking. Oh, oh my God. Oh God in heaven. That did you, feeling. Did you find yourself going, I was on King of Queens. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, no. And I, I was so tempted to like, you've seen me on television. Right, right, like, right. I, I'm not just, I didn't bum rush the stage. Like I'm here for a reason. <laughs> you know, I have as many credits as the other guy, but like, I didn't want to, that would have seemed so yeah. pathetic. So I oh. didn't want to, um, I just had to get through it and then was, and then the next day, like just had to, had to, had to laugh it off the way I'm laughing. It yes. Off yeah. Like yeah. It was, yeah. Cause it was so, it was so tremendously awful yeah. that I, I couldn't <laughs> not, that, that it was hard to take it personally. It just, it right. was so much bigger than me. Well, that's, I've noticed the thing about getting older is, you know, obviously it's a lot easier to laugh at yourself and it's, kind oh, and boy. i try to teach that to my son like my son will laugh at himself and i always like praise him when he does that i'm like that's so yeah. good that you yeah. can do that because i couldn't do that at that i couldn't do it you know i can't do it still sometimes but at that point you know he's 15 and he can laugh at himself i'm like that's really really uh, that's like the best thing i could teach you wow good for him yeah that's then he's fine yeah yeah right <laughs> it's a tough lesson yeah. And so when yeah. you when you walked off stage, were other comics like, "Hey man," <laughs> like giving you the consolation? I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember if there were other comedians in the room. All I know is that I got off stage and left. Yes, right. And when I left, I saw there was a big crowd of people around the guy that had just oh, over at the God. bar, mm. and I just was like, I just slinking out. Like, oh, oh God, get me the fuck out of here! God. But you know, oh. but again, it wasn't. It wasn't me and it wasn't him. It was just this yeah. weird confluence yeah. of events. But it was but it was every comedian's nightmare of like, oh, let's go look at something else. <laughs> I, <can't even> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've I've died a thousand deaths on stage, but I I don't know if I've had people like get up to go do something else. That is oh, awful. Yeah, that, that is amazing. Oh, or like when God. someone um I remember they would uh Back in the old days when they would shoot um, Evening at the Improv, uh -huh. one of the cameras was set up to shoot the comedian from the side. But the way the improv, the one on Melrose, is, is structured, there are tables on either side of the comedian. And I remember a watching a friend of mine on stage at watching an episode of Eating at the Improv, and he was doing really well. He mm -hmm. was, But one of the tables, like, slightly behind him and to his right, he couldn't see it. But while he's on stage they cut to that angle and there was a guy checking his watch. Oh! And, like, oh, and they like, left that in. Yeah, and I wanted oh. to like find the editor and just yeah. go, do not use that shot oh. of somebody checking their watch. Like, well, I mean, for all I know, anyone watching the show didn't see that. Like, right. they were focused on the comedian. But a comedian hones of course. right yes. in on that. Yes, of course. We hone in on anyone. We can see when a cell phone light goes on. Yeah. When someone, of course. You know, yeah. Oh, my God. So, ha sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to ask if you've had any bad experiences since that, since 10 years ago. Not so much like really, really eating it, but there's been nights when, you know, like a joke that I do just doesn't quite land and I have to. I, I'm not saying this as a brag, but I'm at a point in my career, not in terms of fame, but just in terms of 
stage chops right. where I can make anything funny, even if it's not working. I can mm-hmm. I can be relaxed enough to just kick back yeah. and enjoy that stuff. Yeah, of course. I mean, oh. this, this July, I turned 35 years old as a comedian. Wow. So, Congratulations. Yeah, so it's not, thank you. But it's, it's like, I remember um, someone, there was an interview with a writer named Alan Moore, and they were like, wow, you don't even outline your stuff? Like, that's amazing. He's like, I don't outline it anymore. I've uh-huh. been writing every day of my life for 40 years. I'm at a point where I don't need yeah. to. That is not my advice to young writers. Right. Outline and do the work, yes. and right. then you'll get to where I am. But it's not because I'm some amazing genius. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. He, he put the time in. After a certain, you know, it's just it's just habit at this point. Exactly. I can get up and just kind of talk about things and, 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 and acknowledge, like, and be be excited when there's been nights I've I still I've gone up to like the comedy store or something and someone ahead of me just completely destroys and uh, you have to sort of change the rhythm and get them on your wavelength and that's fine that's you got to do do you do the comedy store <clears throat> do the comedy store do the laugh factory the comedy store's gotten really they all three of those rooms now have new bookers and they're really bringing in really interesting act the comedy store evenings are incredible oh okay because wow. it sort the of has are incredible it sort of has a reputation of like kind of like brash <laughs> maybe they raped you in the bathroom type comics who well there, there was a lot of um there's just not the comedy store itself is just built on bad vibes the, the yes. building itself even before it was the comedy store was a, a nightclub called Ciro's, and it was a mob hangout in the 40s and a lot of bad stuff happened in that building. Yes. I didn't a know that. A lot of bad shit went down in there. So um, it's not like, oh, my God, in the 80s, it got really crazy. Uh, <laughs> there's just always been a weird vibe in there. But right now, the vibes are pretty good. Oh, good. Oh, that's nice <laughs> yeah. to hear. That's nice to hear. Yes, thank God. It's been a long time since I've been there. So, Do you have to yeah, adjust yeah, yeah, your yeah. material for the three different main rooms of L.A.? Like if you go to the comedy store versus the improv versus like the Laugh Factory, are you doing basically the same material? Or do you find the crowds there kind of different that you have to adjust what you're going to perform? Well, what's cool is I definitely find the crowds different than, say, a Largo or, yeah. um, you know, uh, the UCB. But what you have to learn as you keep going on is you you can't lean on that excuse of, well, it's just not my crowd. You've got to get to a point, it, 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 unless there are some really crazy exceptions, like if you've been booked on some horrible outdoor music fest <laughs> and you're in between a couple of jam bands. And, and like, okay, that's, yeah. but <clears throat> you should be able to make any comedy crowd your crowd. Mm-hmm. You should be able to adjust them. And again, that's not going to happen immediately, but down the road, you should be able to just adjust to any room that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. That's the key is getting them on your side, any, any crowd. But if you, I mean, that was one of the things that as much as I love, and I still love the Largo for as many amazing comedians as Largo created, it also created a lot of bad comedians or people that don't do comedy because they only did rooms like the Largo. Yes. Okay. And then they were not able to do anywhere else. Right. They okay. just stayed in that very, and I was like, you understand that not only is the Largo not what um, other rooms are, the Largo isn't even what the Largo is. This is a moment in time right. that's not going to come again. We are at a confluence of events, and it's a perfect time for this perfect kind of comedy, but you're going to need to grow out of it. It's not going to last. Yeah, Boy, that that's really 
for people apt. who are for people who are listening who might not understand what that means, are you able to describe that a little bit? That sort of Largo idea of what is so specific to that period of time and that yeah. kind of comedy. There were a couple of years, Largo. I would say the peak years were like ninety six through ninety eight, um, where it was an absolutely this crowd, um, kind of post the comedy boom crashing, post all of the generic um, cable TV shows where there was this young generation coming up of comedians, was me and Zach Galifianakis and Sarah Silverman and, um, you know, people like that, where the crowd was more attuned to the, they knew so much about comedy that they were more attuned to the experimentation of it, mm-hmm. the commentary on it, the fact that you were telling a story that wasn't necessarily a joke, that was more like I'm admitting more of a slice of life kind of thing. Here. Yeah. Um, it was one of the few, it was the biggest example of what I've always, what alternative comedy is that the comedians have no expectations about the crowd and the crowd has no expectations about the comedians. Um, cause a lot of comedy is okay. Well, I'm in this city. I got to do this, this, this to get them on my side. Right. And the crowd is subconsciously going, they better do this, 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 <laughs> and that's the show. Right. Um, and whereas, um, <clears throat> DeLargo was, uh, a pure example of let's see where this goes. Yeah. Let's absolutely see where this goes. And, but again, that's, that is in its own nature. It's ephemeral. That's eventually it will get to a point where people are like, okay, enough experimentation. I would yeah. actually like to see a show right now. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's fine. My experience with it as a viewer and occasional performer there yeah. is that it was very exciting and it was, yeah. you knew you were in a room of talent and mm-hmm. it was interesting, but sometimes for sure bordered on self-indulgent and oh boy. And, <laughs> and and like, yeah. OK, now you're just reading your diary like this isn't like literally and figuratively reading your diary like this isn't literally comedy well, anymore. So not only that. OK, here's here's what I knew. Here was uh, when I knew it was the beginning of the end for that scene, not for the Largo. The Largo is still great. Yes. I'm saying that, that mindset. I went in one night not going to say who it was, but a comedian was on stage and they were simply reading a list of things they hate. There was n- they didn't write a joke of anything. They didn't add any riff to it. They just were reading a list of things they thought were lame and they annihilated with it. Oh, and Jesus. I, and I was just like, yeah, this is their what they are laughing at and delighting in is the novelty of someone going up with defiantly no jokes yeah. and just reading the list. Um, you can never do this again. No. Can't, this can't become a regular thing in your act. <laughs> yeah. Because people are going to be like, okay, I get it. Like, so it'll, it, it's weird how it now, the generation that's come up now, Gen Z is so much more joke oriented. It's mm-hmm. almost like we got that out of our system and it's now gone yeah. back to write a fucking joke. Yeah. yeah. And good yeah. jokes. Yeah. Good jokes. Yeah. Clever, smart jokes, you know? Yeah. That's- there's, there's too much, we're, we're, too much is at stake right now in terms of reality and and the environment and and you know the the structure of the world to go up on stage and go uh, it's all bullshit. Let me see what else did I write? Right, down? <laughs> right. I don't know. Uh, let's you know and people being you know excited about that that that's that era has passed. Yeah, 
Yeah, but you're right. We had to go through that era, I think, to yes. to first of all to yeah. develop really, really good comics and expose right. your class, as my husband always says, the class of uh-huh. comedians to the world, and also maybe to get to the point now where we're back to like solid writing and and that sort of thing. Yeah, the, and 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 again, the, the comedians who stuck with it from my generation are the ones who were like. Oh, yeah, I get it. Well, we're the ones who went out on the road and, mm-hmm. and realized, oh, shit, they want jokes. And a lot of people went out on the road and came back and went, comedy's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, it's actually really great. You just, you just can't go on stage and, and tell a 20-minute story about an audition that sucked. Right. They want to hear it. Jesus Christ, exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. I came back from my audition and I'd left my bottle of water in my car and then my bottle of water was all hot. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, you described a, a series of events. Were there any jokes in there? Oh, my God. Did you God. want to add any jokes into that story? I remember just doing open mics around this time and people bitching on stage about how this is what I got a degree for. And I would think, hey, fuck you. No, this isn't what you got a degree for. You got a degree yeah. and then you decided to go into stand up. Who told yeah. you that it was going to be easy? It was just like so... Like yeah. just spoiled and and ridiculous. It was a lot of entitlement. Tight entitlement. Yeah, a, yes. But what what sucked was for a very very short time, the hot thing in Hollywood was young people who didn't give a shit. Yeah. Could make a career off of. I don't fucking care. Like that was the attitude. Absolutely. And then people decided to live that character. It's like, well, if you live that character, then truly nothing will happen. Right. Right. You know. Patton, we can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, I love the story. Yeah, it's now, so great. Obviously, I was, I, I am serious that we really are wishing you luck. Uh, I don't know if you've already taped, have you already taped the finals of Jeopardy? I have. Okay. Oh. So we obviously, we're not going to ask you for any details. So we wish you luck. We do have our fingers respect. crossed. Oh, I what? actually have one more question okay, yes. because this oh, show is called How to Survive. Um, for people who, in the future, perhaps will bomb on a stage uh, mm-hmm. doing comedy or just bomb in their life, yeah. right? They're going to bite it. I don't know. What are they doing? Corporate meetings? Yeah. How else do yeah. people bomb? <laughs> people are just bombing in life all yeah. kinds of ways. Oh, yeah. If you have some advice for people who, who bomb. Yeah. Um, absorb the humiliation. Let it suck in the moment. But just know that I I am very excited for you because you're going to get to do something that I'm never going to get to do again, which is wake up the next day, have that first morning the next day when you have this, it's it's such a cleansing revelation when you're like, oh, the world didn't end. I can actually screw up a lot of times and and get just get better. And, and having that revelation for the first time, it's so strengthening and comforting and you will have it. So while you're bombing or while whatever's going wrong in it, maybe you're bombing, trying to hook up with someone at a bar. Maybe right. you're bombing at a corporate presentation. Maybe you're, whatever. Just know that the next day you're going to wake up and the world will still exist. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's great. That's really good advice. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect for oh, all of our that listeners. Helps. See, he is smart. Yeah. <laughs> Not just well, on Jeopardy. In real life, too. We're all we're all rooting for you here on the show. We're rooting for you at home. We really are uh, watching and it's yeah. so exciting to see you on Jeopardy. So, Is, is there anything else you want to plug? Um, no, you know, When does this come out? Next, It'll come out next Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 7th, February 7th. Well, you've already seen uh, Final Jeopardy. I'm not going <laughs> to uh, say about that. But um, uh, you can pick up my uh, all four issues of my comic, Minor Threats. 
Oh, yes. cool. issue has come out February 1st. It is still at your local comic shop. Go and pick it up. You'll love it. Oh, awesome. Will do. Thank you. And we will be right back with, what did we learn today? Hey, Danielle. Yes. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? I sure as heck am. Courtesy of Garen. Yes. Thank you, Garden Squirrel. My pleasure. We're all gigglers. Thanks, meds. Yeah. <laughs> We've also all got baggage. Mm. Eye baggage. Mm-hmm. But not you anymore, Danielle. No, it's, 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 it's a little less. You're a little lighter in the baggage. I am. Some dermal fillers can last for six to 12 months, while other dermal fillers can last up to five years. Most dermal fillers contain hydrolauric acid. I'm trying to sound like the voice in the commercial, but I can't talk that fast. Most dermal fillers contain hydrolauronic acid, a natural compound that aids in the production of collagen and elastin. The results from facial fat injections last for several years, and in many cases, they are permanent. Mm. So that's if you get the fat taken from you yeah. know, somewhere else in your body. Yeah. I've got primo fat. If well, if you decide you want to get fat put in your face from your other parts, you know. Then you're going to be part garden squirrel. Yes. It can come straight from the face. I've got extra in the face. I'm so, yeah. Happy. No, no, no. You want to keep your face fat because as you get oh, older, yeah. you're going to lose it. Trust me. So okay. you want to keep your face fat as yeah. long as you can. Okay. I, I saw that picture of guys. me where I just given birth and my fat face. You were face. so pretty. Oh, my God. My nose, though. It looked like. Oh, it was so big. I, I was like, I that. was like my giant bazungas yeah. and my giant nas. Boy, I didn't notice your nose at all. I think I love your nose anyway. What I noticed about me was that I was completely yellow. You were? If you look at my arm, it's so yellow. Did you get jaundice? I don't know. I don't well, remember being. I know it was in the summer, so I was tan, and I am, do tend to get a little yellowish, but I looked like Simpsons. You were both really cute. And, of course, Oliver. I know. It's a squishy face. You also both look exactly the same. I oh. mean, the only thing that looks different to me is that Jimmy's hair is a different color. Yeah. But you look exactly the same. Oh, that's funny, because Oliver said, I don't recognize you at all. You don't look like yourself at all to me. <laughs> and I said, well, you haven't seen me that big mm-hmm. like i had you know actual nice fat in my face yeah. from being pregnant and i'm yellow <laughs> <laughs> the other day there was this beautiful woman on tv and i thought benjamin said that looks like you Aww. and i was like oh my god and he goes no i i said that looks like someone you would know <laughs> <laughs> i was like well i guess that's a compliment in too it looks like i would know in what world do in you think you look world? like Pub cheese is a type of soft cheese spread and dip prepared using cheese as a primary ingredient. Oh, God. And usually with some type of beer or ale added. It can be made with smoked cheeses or liquid smoke added to impart a smoky flavor. I don't think mine has a smoke taste. Really? From the Trader Trader Joe's. I'm I'm scared that the consistency would gross me out. All you can do is try it with some pretzels. true. And then you'll know. I need hard pretzels. Oh, you know what? What? Maybe I should bring some on our trip. Yes. I'll bring some pub cheese and pretzels and you can decide. Okay. Thanks. The newest diet fad taking Hollywood by storm, blood meal. Yes. Mm, you know what? They bring you five blood meals a day. Yeah. And you just put them in your refrigerator and then when you're ready to eat, they're right there. Yeah. And then you don't get, you just don't get hungry. Five yeah. blood meals. Yeah. And then and you can eat all the ice cream you want. I- <laughs> Meningitis is an inflammation of the brain and spinal cord cool. membranes typically caused by an infection. Meningitis is usually caused by a viral infection, but it can also be bacterial or fungal. Vaccines can prevent some forms of meningitis. Classic symptoms of meningitis in adults are fever, headache, and neck stiffness, but not everyone has every symptom. Newborns and babies may instead oh. vomit, act fussy, not eat well, 
lack energy and be difficult to wake up. Now I remember because when the kids have a fever, we use that thermometer. I can't remember the brand, but it attaches to your phone. And when you put the thermometer in their mouth, they get to pop bubbles on your phone. And then you put the symptoms into your phone. What do you mean you pop bubbles? The on bubbles your phone? pop up, come up in your phone, and the kids pop them. And then when they're done popping, it shows their temperature. Oh, it's, oh, it's okay. A, it's a it's a really cool wow. thermometer, and All it's right. connected. It's a digital Future. thermometer that connects connects to the phone, and it'll say like, can they put their chin to their chest and oh, move their head properly? Right. You know, when their fevers are high. And that way, that you know they don't have meningitis. I do feel like I remember my mother anxiously asking me if I can move my neck at various points of That's, my childhood. Yeah, yeah. She was checking for meningitis. <laughs> yes. With everything a mosquito can do, just go out in a hazmat suit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate your support. We love your letters. We love hearing from you and interacting with you on all the socials. You know, on the internet. Yeah. And until next time. Remain Remain calm. calm.